I've told these guys is always be, you must be unapologetic about the energy and the celebrations that you have. Because women have worked so hard to get here, yet still get judged for those things. And that's the way we play. And that's what people enjoy. Or you don't. You either like it or you don't. But we're not going to apologize for these players knowing the game and celebrating it the right way. Coach Patty Gasso telling her team to be unapologetic. And I think that's the right way to approach it. Maybe they'll act like Kenny Powers uh, tomorrow after a strikeout. Maybe it's gotten to that point where uh, some ah. people, they say that they already act like Kenny Powers. Uh, what so a, you kick it up, take it up a notch tomorrow. He's bounding night. down. What a uh, – that was a long time ago. Had a hot little run there for a little bit. Jordy Ball runs out to the circle with an American flag on her back, something like that. Curl that hair out uh, coming out of the back there, look like a mullet. Yeah, I I think this team's fired up. Uh, I think I know this fan base is fired up. I seeing it on social media as I scroll through the feed, and as we talked about earlier, I think um, Florida State is going to be walking into quite the environment tomorrow evening at 7 p.m. for Game One of the Championship Series. What do you think the FSU crowd is going to look like is there going to be a lot of people you think I mean as much as uh, I don't know I I don't know like an exact number of it it's it's just not going to look like the OU crowd I I guess it's probably something that you really don't notice all that much it's you you just recognize or realize all the OU fans that are there yeah I think you get I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some uh some softball fans from other fan bases that have hung around maybe for the championship series, I guess. Um, uh, I, I, Florida State will probably bring a, a, a decent amount, but it's overwhelmingly oh, going to be. Overwhelmingly. There's no way it's even close to 50 50. No, no, it no, no, no. wasn't like that the last time they played OU. Like that house is going to be rocking tomorrow. If you have, if it's 14,000. Like, like, will Florida State even have a thousand fans there? Like, a thousand would be a really good number for Florida State. Be a big, and I don't think that they're going to have a thousand fans there. I I would guess probably not. It's it's gonna. I'm telling you, man, it's gonna be rocking. Everyone's pissed off about everything that's happened here. It's Carol Hutchins' fault. Florida State should probably be a little ticked off at uh, former Michigan head coach Carol Hutchins. I I, because she's really. I feel like she's maybe fueled all this more than more than anyone single-handedly. So what's the deal? Has she spoken? Has she like she's twice? Yeah, she has. Well, I know she's done like a, a social media post, spoken publicly. I, I haven't she, seen anything about that. No. Yeah. Um, maybe they'll introduce her before the game tomorrow, so everyone can go <laughs> like they did Mike White a couple of months ago. I think like. Um, like if you're Florida State, you could show up and wear Michigan unis. It's like holding the red, you know, thing in front of a bull to really get Oklahoma's attention off and onto the wrong thing. Yeah, I don't know. I think um, I think Florida State is a worthy opponent. They're the second best team in the field. I think second best team in the field. Um, good coaching staff. And I, they're probably a confident team right now. They're coming into this championship series feeling like they're playing yeah. really well. Who's their number two? We know uh, Sander Cock is their is their ace. McKenna Reed, twelve and zero on the year, zero point nine two ERA. Now she's only pitched seventy six in a third innings. 
That mm-hmm. is a full hundred innings less than Catherine Sandercock. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Clemson a little bit when we were talking about Valerie Cagle. It's yeah. like, okay, yeah, she's really good, but there hasn't been you know a lot of arms behind her who have thrown a ton of innings. Probably McKenna Reed, um, but again, she's pitched a hundred innings less than than Catherine Sandercock. But yeah, yeah. she's. I, I would guess it's Sandercock versus Ball tomorrow night. Yep, I think so. Um, right. I don't know how you feel. Like if you've heard me say it several times, I think they roll with Jordy Ball in Game One, and in Game Two, she's a closer in a situation where you've got the lead, and she can come in and wrap things up for you. If not, I maybe bring her in in a tie game. Um, but if not, wait, and she's going to be your uh, your game three starter. I, I think, yeah, I think we have a pretty good idea the way the first three games have uh, played out. That, yeah, Patty, Jordy Ball has pitched in every single game up to this point. She started game one, she started game two, and she closed game three. Uh, the, it was a... It was a rotation approach, but they're going to roll with Jordy Ball here. Someone texted and said, um, Barstool FSU didn't help with their dog crap post. So I thought they meant the post was dog crap, but it really is just that. A dog pooping on the uh, Sooner Schooner that tipped over in the West Virginia game back in 2019. (laughs) With a caption that I cannot read on the air. Um, blank OU is what it yeah, says. Uh-huh. And I've got to say, that is... Uh, the creativity is is there. That's a top-notch post. I like that. Bring it on. Should I put something like that on the uh, ref page, or are we too high class for that? Are we too classy? No, you fire right back. I'll do the dog in, uh, with Carol Hutchins in the uh, bottom left screen. How about that? That'll get everyone... Who who are uh, who? No, are, it's got to be something Florida State related. Maybe um, Carol Hutchins in a Florida State hat. Okay, you got it. Well, I was that. I was thinking like um, Winky standing at the coin toss or something. Um, I don't know. That's funny. I like that. I like whenever uh, you get a little back and forth going before a championship. Sean says, what's funny, Carroll could afford to retire because of the growth in the sport led by Oklahoma. She can burn marble, marble reds and start a Paul Mall at the retirement center. That's, that's funny. Nice. She's, a, she's maybe a Virginia Slim. Uh, I think she's a Virginia Slims, yeah. Yeah. She's got the Virginia Slims jacket for sure somewhere. Oh, uh, a crying Seminole would be great. Kitty from the 405, what's the pitcher matchup again? Yeah, I caught myself saying that. Don't worry. More than once today. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know how people call in and like, hey, what time's the game on uh, on Saturday? Everyone's going to start calling in the uh, phone line asking what the pitching matchup's going to so, be tomorrow. I hope this individual is listening because I want them to know that I laughed really hard about this on Saturday. But there's some tweet replies that you get. Sometimes they're like, ah. Oh, they get the show, right. yes. And it wasn't to a tweet of mine or yours. It was just to the ref Twitter page. And I think I put something out about we were airing the softball game, and someone responded, hey, man, I'm a big OU fan. What time's the game today? Do they play? God, I lost it. I hope that person is listening. I want them to know how much enjoyment I got from that. Uh, it was great. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, 405, proportionately – me similar to is at Orange Bowl versus Florida. What? 
or is it Sugar versus LSU? Um, it's th- Sugar versus LSU. Like it, like the OU home field advantage. I think it's by mileage. It would be LSU. Well, I was wondering what the. Uh, mm. I'm, I'm thinking maybe crowd proportion. So, like, whenever we played Florida, was it huge discrepancy? Uh, Florida definitely had the advantage there, as as did LSU. And I, I, if you're looking at it that way, I would say maybe OU's advantage is even greater than those two. Oh yeah, I mean you're you're talking. I mean, if it's fourteen thousand and Florida State has maybe one thousand there, that is a a massive. Uh, discrepancy. Jordy Ball walks out to the mound carrying a mini Baker Mayfield jersey and the crowd erupts <laughs> with emotion. That's what I'm just talking about. I get the show. That's oh amazing. Oh my gosh, that's great. Yeah, she just lays it there next to the uh, the uh, uh, puts it in the circle next to the rosin bag. That's great. Steve and Broken Arrow use Danny Cannell in any tweet that you do. Yeah, that's all that we're missing from this championship series is Danny Cannell to cry like he did a couple of years ago about OU celebrating. I'm sure he'll fire that tweet off tomorrow. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you don't – well, I don't know. Maybe for engagement it would be a good thing. But I was going to say, like, don't put – don't give Cannell the spotlight by including him in your your post. In the dog – the dog poop post? In the dog poop post. There's got to be some really bad Florida State moment recently. Well, anytime they kicked a field goal against Miami, it went wide left or wide right, right? Um, I, there were you several could put of those. Jimbo Fisher's Christmas tree by the uh, – Well, I just got to put it over here to the curb here real quick. All right, trash man, hey, hey, well, you know what they say. It's what my daddy always said that there in West Virginia. Another man's trash is another man's treasure. So, we're basically, we're just donating it is what we're doing here <laughs> around Christmas time, doing something nice for another family is what we're doing. You forgot the question three-quarters of the way in about you like Christmas trees, You like don't Christmas you? trees, don't you? You want other people to have a nice Christmas <laughs> Christmas, don't you? Well, that's what we're doing by putting it out there to the curb. Uh, that's just brilliant. Yeah. Jameis Winston at the plate with the crab leg instead of a bats. <laughs> guys are too creative. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, too bad Jimbo's not at least for this week. Too bad Jimbo's still not the head coach at Florida State. We could have uh, we could have some fun with that. But we, uh, I guess, we'll get into our serious predictions tomorrow for the series. But. We just kind of gauged the audience earlier uh, earlier in the show, and we got a lot of uh, two-game blowouts is, is what we got on the text line. Yeah. Maybe people will start to get a little bit nervous tomorrow, and you know uh, the predictions will get a little bit closer. I don't think that's going to be the case, though. I think everyone's pretty, uh, pretty confident going into this one. I, you think um... – And here's the question. like In terms of championship series opponents, where does Florida State rank in recent memory? I think they're better than Texas last year. Um, are they better than what Florida State was two years ago? I might take that Florida State team two years ago that had Sidney Sherrill, who was a really good yeah. player. Um, but she's been all over the place up there at the um, – Yeah, yeah, she's been leading the uh, the chance up there. Uh, I guess uh, – what what – what was the score whenever FSU came to town and played? Do you remember? It ended up being like seven to five, something like that. Are you are you looking it up right now? I'm looking it up. Yeah, I just I OU, wanted. Oh, you actually trailed in that game, and they ended up getting a big home run, maybe in like the fifth or sixth inning. But it was it was a tight it was a tight game. I was just gonna see kind of what um, my 
I know Sandra Cox been there. She's got a ton of experience, big game experience. I'm just curious as to like what like what should we expect offensively to uh to perhaps generate against Florida State. That's what I'm wondering. And it was five to four. OU won that game. Starocco got the win and then Jordy Ball came in for the save in that game. But yeah, Florida State had one, two home runs in that game. I mean, they they are they're a good offense, man. I mean, they're they're just yeah. a see. That's the thing that worries me is a a tight game. I, I think we're the better team, um, but it worries me to have a tight game where they're within. Like maybe it's tied late. Maybe it's um, you know you've got a one run lead and it just takes one home run to get them back into things, and all of a sudden, you know, you find yourself down late. Like, that's that's the one thing that worries me. But if we can generate offense and take that pressure off. They'll be fine if they can generate offense, and I and I think that they will, at least enough. I, I Is Florida State the best that you've seen in any particular area? Um, maybe offensively, I, I think that they're in that mix. But they're just they're just really good all the way. They may be the best defense that you faced so far this year. They're really good defensively. Yeah, they're just a good all around softball team with some high level high level players for sure. Yeah, it's dude. I mean, did we not say this last week that we thought OU and Florida State were probably the two best teams, and it looked exactly like that throughout this tournament. I mean, Tennessee had a good run, Stanford had a good run, but OU and Florida State never lost a game. Um, at least so far, headed into the championship series. Yeah, they're the two best teams, and it's probably going to be an epic series. Yeah. Um. Just uh, just really interested. Like I, I'm starting to feel like you're going to have a maybe not a lower scoring Stanford type of game, but kind of like that. First outing, 5-4, something like that, 6-4. Well, Florida State better hope so because yeah. I just don't see Jordy Ball giving up a ton of runs this this uh, in this series. Yeah. And for those wondering, here's kind of what FSU's postseason has looked like. Um, they, uh, they knocked out Duke in the ACC tournament championship there, went through Syracuse, Virginia Tech, and then Duke. They had they hosted a regional with Marist, uh, UCF, and South Carolina. There, uh, beat Marist, beat UCF, and then lost a game 4-0 to South Carolina, and then um, ended up getting them there in the, in the final. Uh, beat Georgia twice in the Tallahassee Super Regional, 8-1, 4-2. Uh, blanked Oklahoma State in the first round, 8-0. Beat Washington 3-1, and then beat Tennessee 5-1. Pretty salty. Yeah, you know, I, giving up two runs throughout the uh, the tournament. I don't think they have a player like Kiki Malloy at Tennessee offensively, but just up and down the lineup, I think you can make a case that Florida State may be a better lineup offensively up and down the order. Because as as as, uh, as impressed as we were with Tennessee's offense, they really only had of like what three, maybe four hitters that were hitting over three hundred. Florida State's got a ton, man. Yeah. Um, They've got a hitter, Kerr, hitting 357. Mudge is hitting 353. Flaherty, 333. Harding, 322. Here's a 314. Here's a 346. Here's a couple more 333s. Um, and, and only a, like a couple of those players haven't had more than 20 at bats, but you have one, like players over 100 at bats hitting over 300. 
they have one, two, three, four, five, six. So that's a that's a deeper order than I think with what we saw with Tennessee. Uh, and just interesting, you know, um, they went through Oklahoma State, Washington, and Tennessee. Um, scored 16 and gave up two. And Oklahoma, so far through the tournament, we've scored 15 and gave up two. So I, there's a lot of, a lot of similarities there. Um, it's hard to, hard to come to any conclusion really that way, but I guess the, maybe the more I look at it, the, the tighter I think it may be. Would you say 69 to two in the two combined games earlier? Yeah. I think is what you said. Yeah. How about, how about uh, Oklahoma wins game one, nine to six? <laughs> nine to six. Jeez. Yeah. That would be uh, quite surprising if. Uh, I mean, I, it would tied be... at, tied at six, three run bomb by yeah. uh, Tiara. Jordy Ball's going to give up six runs tomorrow. Dang. Okay. On uh, fifteen errors uh, out there. Finally, they're going to make more up. errors uh, in the game tomorrow yep. than they have all year. All year. It's quite the take. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on. Keep hitting the text line six five one three four three nine. Knippelmeyer text line. We'll be back. Talking sooner football is what we do. This is the ref. Alliance Bank is here for you. Visit Alliance.Bank or stop by our Norman location. Caring for an aged loved one can be challenging. Let us help your family. At Arbor House Assisted Living and Memory Care in Norman, we offer a safe and loving environment with a full-time licensed nurse, medication assistance, emergency call system, along with housekeeping and laundry services. Come tour our beautiful community. Call 405-292-9200 or visit us online at arborhouseliving.com. We want to help your family so you can be part of ours. With custom signs and graphics from Fast Signs, you can say anything. Invite the world to discover that thing that makes your business unmistakably yours. Make your statement in lights or metal on a van across the windows. Make it unforgettable. Together, anything is possible. Bright ideas brilliantly executed can turn the mundane into the marvelous. Transforming your space begins at our place. Power your business visibility and make your statement with Fast Signs. Call Fast Signs of Norman, 405-701-2890. Spring is here at Markham's Nursery. Now's the time to plant your trees, shrubs, and flowers, and we've got a huge selection of them here at Markham's. We also have customized 100% organic soils to plant them in, scientifically formulated to grow crops organically. Seeds, pottery, fertilizers, yard ornaments, and more. It's all right here at Markham's Nursery. Gather up the family and come spend the day with us. We'll see you soon. Markham's Nursery, just had the sun. I kind of want to talk about the uh, double standard thing. I I really don't get it. I feel like we are continuously softball in itself are just breaking barriers. Uh, I like I've seen it with my own eyes, and it's I feel like it's just very disappointing to just see people just trying to tear us down in that type of way. Not maybe not tearing us down, but just kind of making it into a negative light when you're seeing the MLB players. Do the exact same three or the um, NBA or NFL throwing their helmets and having emotion. Like why? Why can't we have emotion? We are we are at the same stake as them. We are athletes just like them. Why can we not wear our emotions on their sleeves? Like, but um, I just think that's kind of disappointing. And like she said, like I try to stay off social media because that would fire me up and um, make me just want to do it even more. To be honest, but. Um, 
No, I just, I really, it disappoints me on the double standard and just seeing how male athletes slide with things and how female athletes don't. And um, hopefully that stuff will change very soon. There's Jada Coleman earlier this afternoon. Text line coming up with some good ideas, like they always do. They want Jordy to uh, light a spear on fire and throw it in the circle before the nice. game tomorrow night. Like yeah. the Osceola and Florida State will do. Maybe ride out to the circle on a horse. horse. Yes. The little Appaloosa. <laughs> nice. Jordy could handle it. I have no doubt. Which, okay, which is a great visual, and it goes kind of right back to, to what we just heard there. And, and I talked about this earlier, and I'm not – I don't think it's egregious. I just don't think it's a double standard. Like, for example – Baker Mayfield and his coach had to apologize for him planting the flag at Ohio State, right? So it's not that male athletes get to skate and female, female athletes get, get hit on different things. I just think the bigger the stage, the more – People are going to pick at what you do. That's just the sure. nature of, of being on the big stage. Um, but, you know, what I, I think they should continue to do what they do because it's gotten them uh, 51 straight. Well, uh, yeah, Grace Lyons had comments on it today. You just heard Jada Coleman, Patty Gass. They're, they're going to act like they always act. Um, they're not going to act any less than a championship series. Well, and, and here's the other thing about it. I, um, like I said, I don't. I don't think it's a, a double standard, but if you do and that fires you up and it makes you want to go out and play play angry and and be even better, then use that. Use it. Got no problem with it. Uh, Brett from Jinx, Brent from Jinx, excuse me. If OU blows out Florida State two games in a row, then Stanford Stanford may have been the second best team. Second best, or, uh, or or at least the best matchup for OU potentially. Well, yeah. here's the thing. I don't think Stanford is necessarily the second best team. No, they could be the toughest matchup though. Yeah, and and maybe this is a dumb way of putting it, but I think they had the best pitcher, perhaps in the you know sure other than Jordy Ball. I I I don't think. Like as far as like a team, no Florida you, State's better. Like they're much better offensively. Yeah, much roster better. wise. If you go player for player, Florida yeah. State's a better team well, now. The, the gap is wider from Florida State's offense to Stanford's offense. It's it's wider than Stanford's gap in the circle. Yeah, yeah. All right, Stanford's a was a what a twenty home run team or something on the year, and Florida State's got a couple of big hitters. Um, you know, so the two best teams are in this thing. I feel very strongly about that. Tennessee played against both teams, and they lost both games. Stanford played against Oklahoma twice, pushed them. But I, I, I believe the two best teams are in the Women's College World Series for sure. Yeah, I mean they're the one and the, the they're the number one and the number three overall seeds. So I don't yep. think it's that hot of a take, especially since UCLA went two and Q. Yep, they uh, got they got some home run hitters. They've got. What three double-digit home run hitters? Um, their their leading batting average girl, uh, three sixty Kerr. She's hit, you know, eight home runs. So they've got power in their lineup. 
Yeah, and Catherine Sandercock, 28-3 on the year, mm. 1.07 ERA, 183 innings pitched, 24 starts on the year, and uh, yeah, I'm sure she'll be she'll be getting the start tomorrow. That's so crazy. So what's our official prediction here? Um, ball game one, May game two with ball and relief. Situational there with Jordy Ball, depending on how the game goes, but you start the game thinking that she's in relief and then bring her back if you play a game three. Jordy Ball to start. Um, That's what I'm going with. Yeah, I think she starts game one. Uh, and in game two, I think you throw her only in a closer role, maybe the last two innings. If you've got a lead, maybe if you're tied. Um, and if there's a game three, she's starting game three. Yep. Definitely starting game she's, one and game she, three. If, if this thing goes three, she's at least starting two games. And if it goes three, she might pitch in all three of the games. Yeah. Like she has up to this point. Um, dang. You know what Sander Cox's career record is? Um, it's pretty impressive. 70 and 9. I don't know. 102 and 11. Jeez, that's pretty good. Yeah. she's She's got three 25-plus win seasons in a row that's incredible that's really good stuff is the run rule in place for this series yes the the uh, mike white rule as i'm calling it is in place for the series there there is a run rule yeah um you never doubt ou that they can run rule a really good team but i mean i i think i think you might have a couple of close softball games here yeah yep um i You think they'll start Sandercock every game? Um, now, I, if all three are close, they might start Reed potentially. She's at least starting in the two. Yeah, no, I say she starts in two. She I, I say, starts in two. Yeah, starts in two. I was gonna say that I. I don't know that we see a run rule. Well, I, I mean, I think that the money is probably towards that we don't see a run roll. Yeah. These are really the two best teams out there, yeah. I think they're the two best teams. I think, um, you know, like I just said, Sander Cox's record is 102-11. and 11, And it's like – she doesn't – batting average against her is nothing. ERA is right around one, a little over one this year, 109. Uh, it's – it's gonna be it's gonna be tight. Yeah, and, and like I said, like early on, I'm not suggesting we don't have a good offense or offense is a weakness. I'm just saying, like if I had, if I have to pick between pitching, offense, and and defense, I'm saying like the weakest of the three, in my opinion, is offense. Even though it's not weak, but I. That stacks up well for Florida State, like with their strength. You know, like there's a there's a pretty decent chance that they they probably feel like at least in game one that they can hold Oklahoma to a fairly low number. Well, back to the original question. I think what we just said with Jordy is exactly what we're going to see from Sandercock. I think that you see those two start game one, and then like last night, Florida State actually started Leonard. And Sander Cock was in relief. She ended up throwing three innings in that game. So I think, like Jordy, she starts game one, in relief game two, and they'll start her game three. 
Yeah. Unless you want to go crazy and stagger it to where you have your best going up against OU's number two, but I I mean she's one of the best pitchers in Florida State history. I think that you're going out by starting her at, at least, you know, game one and game three. So Yeah. What do you know other than just statistics, McKenna Reed? Like what's she's her? She's a true freshman, right? I want to say that she's a freshman. Is that right? I think she's the one that throws really hard. See, because that's what I was wondering. Like if because she has a super low ERA, she's under uh, one. Hadn't start, She's only started four games this year. Twelve and zero, um, batting average against hers uh, one thirty three. So I just I, I wonder, I if like that's kind of if she's a if she throws hard like that's a. That seems to be right now the the weakness. Maybe uh, is pitchers with a lot of speed. Well, I mean, I, I that's anybody, but sh- sure, um, it's 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 difficult for because I, I guess. I don't think Sander Cox. What like she's obviously really good, but she she's not one of those overpowering pitchers, though, right? Uh, I mean, she's got good velocity. I mean, she can overpower you, but is she going to throw seventy six miles an hour like we've seen? Um, I don't know exactly. I don't feel like that's the case. Yeah. Um, but that Florida State, they 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 feel like they've got three legit pitchers going into this series. Yeah. Yeah, and statistically, as I look at it right here, I agree with them. Uh, let's see. When is the last time that OU was run rolled? Championship series against UCLA. Back in uh, 2019. Oh, yeah, they the last uh, time, right? They beat us twice pretty handily, didn't they? No, the second game was close. Was it? Okay. The first one was the blowout. Knighton hit a home run in like the top of the seventh down to their final out, I think, to tie it. And I think UCLA got a run. Uh, yeah. In, that Five, was a, four, that something was like that. That was a really good, really good UCLA team. God, that UCLA team was good. Big OU football fan here. What time is first pitch tomorrow, says the text from the 918. <laughs> 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Um, exciting stuff. Can't wait. I saw someone on here asking about uh, track and field championships. I think that starts the 7th. I think it's 7th through the 11th. And, yeah, Oklahoma, they sent a bunch of athletes to the uh, the NCAA championships this year. 17 entries in, in uh, races and field events. So, well, they're bringing cool. in some true freshmen that have a track background including Jaquay's Petaway. Yeah. I what's what's we haven't talked about some of the uh you know, we saw the move in stuff and there's some guys that haven't been here yet moving in and getting started in summer workouts look pretty good. On the Seagull one uh, Ozida, and Ozida, you liked uh, Cade McIntyre, you like Cade McIntyre as a tight end and he's going to continue to uh do curls and bench press and uh, gain weight. That's all that family does, apparently. Yeah, I was about to say, have you seen his dad before? Yeah. Like, yeah, it, not shocking that he looks like that. I think don't they own a weight room or uh, a gym or something? Looks like it. Um, I think Omasigo looks really good. Well, yeah, I mean, he ended up being what a four-star backer. By the time it's all said and done, he's he looks tall. I don't know and if athletic he, I don't know if he's going to play much this year, but he is. He's going to be a player by the time it's all said and done. He and Lewis Carter, man, yeah. Like this backer class that they brought in, um, I yeah, I forgot Lewis Carter hadn't been there either, has he? Best player of the state of Florida, according to Brent Venables, huh? Yeah, that this backer class got a chance to be pretty good. Yeah. Um. And I'm I'm really excited about the uh, Pedway kid. 
see what he brings. Uh, he could be kind of a wild card in that wide receiver room. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left. Stay tuned. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network and worldwide on the KREF app. Stop looking and start booking your... Here it comes. Drums. Nailed it. Beautiful. Air guitar into the air drums. Amazing. Now I know what you do on your drive uh, from here to the station every single day. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> this, this song right here. Pretty much. Uh, good news. OU can win a national championship according to the Blue Chip Ratio in 2023. Apparently, nobody has won a national title uh, with less blue chip recruits. Like Basically, the, the blue chip ratio is how many four- and five-star recruits do you have versus two- and three-star recruits? Yeah. What's the percentage of that? And based on the past national champs, you have to be like over 50% to win a title. Well, OU's at 70% right now on the roster. Alabama's at 90. Ohio State's at 85. Georgia's at 77. A&M's at 73. Clemson's at 72. LSU's at 71, and OU and Texas are both at 70%. So, by this metric, OU is allowed to win a national championship this year. It does not guarantee that you will. All it is is like, here's the line of past national champs, and if the future's anything like the past, here's where you have to be. They say stars do matter with this. Yeah. Here's the problem, though. Um, you, you can't win a championship without – um, the seventy percent blue chip ratio, but you have to have seventy percent blue chip ratio and play an eight game conference <laughs> schedule <laughs> because true. nobody has won a championship. That's so weird since the NCAA started allowing nine conference games in the schedule. I guess in it's not that weird because of how much the SEC has dominated dominated the sport and they haven't played a nine game conference schedule. It's not that crazy to think. Yeah. I mean who who outside the SEC in that time has won a title? Ohio State once, Clemson twice, Florida State once. Is that is there anyone else? It was those six. I don't know. It was um the thing I saw, it was 13 SEC championships and three ACC championships. So Florida State once and Clemson twice, yeah. Yeah, and then – Well, Ohio State won it in 2014. 2014, yeah. So I guess maybe they're they're the only other one. Is that it? Is that, there's not – And I have no idea how many conference games they played that – I don't know what the Big Ten was doing. The only, only – um, oh, you know what? Yeah, I, I don't know either, but – Apparently, that's the uh, that's the statistic. Georgia won it last year with a seventy-seven percent ratio. Mm. Again, OU's at seventy. Twenty twenty-one, Georgia had an eighty percent ratio. Twenty twenty, Bama was eighty-three. Twenty nineteen, LSU was sixty-four. Clemson in eighteen was sixty-one. Bama in twenty seventeen was eighty. Clemson in twenty sixteen was fifty-two. Dang. Uh, Bama in fifteen was seventy-seven. Ohio State in 14 was 68. Florida State in 13 was at 53%. Yeah. So the lowest blue chip ratio to win a title was uh, Florida State. 50. Yeah, 53%. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, I, I know that statistically that 
it, it 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 works and it matches up, but I think like there's got to be a better metric, and I know that there there's not one that exists, but like for example. Clemson won it in 18 with what was theirs? It was low. Yeah, both of those I, I think were, were very low, yeah. actually. But the number for Clemson in 18 was 61%. 61%. In 16, it was 52%. So that's actually okay, the yeah, lowest. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So 16, it was 52%. But, like, you have to, like, account for guys that end up playing at that level. Like, if you've got, you know, six or seven three-star and below players that are starters that play at an elite level, like that has to factor in. Well, how about in. walk-ons? They don't factor in walk-ons. I right. mean, yeah, um, yeah. N- so nothing is an inexact science. They're right. just trying to, you know. I think we all no, know that. Yeah, it's it's just a it's a talking point. It, it is interesting. Like you're going. It is easier from a higher ratio to end up having, you know, closer to 22 players that are playing at an elite level, right? I mean, that's just how the number – it's way more difficult on a roster full of three stars to get a bunch of guys playing at a high level. You, There's no doubt that you can, you can get – some diamonds in the rough to show up and play. I sometimes the three star can end up being the best player on your football team, uh, but I it's way easier to get a bunch of guys playing at elite level whenever you're picking from a a pool of higher recruited kids. It's Here's just a good idea from the two eight one because A and M ranked pretty high on this list. Maybe Jimbo would do better with less five stars at A and M. Hey. You want more two stars? Is that what you want? You you want to go get Tommy two star from uh, out there at uh, Plainview, Texas? What you want instead? You like five? You guys like five stars, don't you? Here's the thing: I do think that culture really matters, and only places that have like I think some some coaches and some staffs. Like the higher your blue chip ratio creeps up, the worse your culture becomes. Could be. And, you know, some schools, some programs have the ability to maintain an excellent culture with a really high blue chip rating. Like Georgia's done it, Alabama's done it. Um, Clem- well, I guess Clemson maybe not the best example because they haven't recruited the level of Georgia yeah, and Alabama got, consistently, but yeah. they're at least someone that's won titles. They've got a, a really big walk-on program, and but culture's big there. Um, now, it feels like the other places that don't have the culture but do have the blue-chip rating, it's like you cash in and then get the hell out of town. Urban Meyer – Horrible culture, but he'll get that blue star rating up. He'll win you a championship, and then it'll be a disaster when he leaves. Watch yeah. things burn to the ground. Jimbo kind of did that at FSU. Uh, LSU, it's going to be a disaster at A and M when he leaves. By the way, LSU has done it repeatedly. Yes, <laughs> right. Seriously, no Auburn, another yeah. good example. I think. Um, so like, seriously, yeah. So I think that there's like a. There's a point to where 
you're like I think A and M's their blue chip ratio I think kind of hurts them to a certain degree. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like it's a it doesn't feel like it's a well oiled machine. They feel like they're chasing stars quite a bit, and how heavy they are with NIL. Um, I don't think you have to necessarily be that way, but it does feel like they chase stars quite a bit. And I I wonder did they change have they already changed their approach or are they still up there in NIL because I feel oh, yeah. like at least that oh, yeah. conversation is cool. Well, some. I mean, they didn't get the number one overall class last year. They still got a pretty good class, but it, it, I don't feel like A&M's changing their ways anytime yeah. soon when uh, I don't think anyone that's been heavy in NIL is changing their ways, man. Miami hasn't been. Um, USC's upped it even more. Oregon the same. A&M the same. Texas the same. I don't know if we talked about this, but I will agree with um, – one thing that Urban Meyer said recently, that he said, let's call NIL what it is. It's, it's legalized cheating, which is it, – it, that's what it is. Like, and I know that you have to do it to – like the, the nature of the beast right now is you have to do it to keep up. But it's cheating. It's not, it's not players capitalizing on name, image, and likeness. It is, it is a way – to skirt the rules and find big piles of cash and get it into players' hands. It's not players going and signing autographs and doing a deal here organically. It's it's not the way it was supposed to go down. So I wish they would. Which we knew it wasn't going to be right. the way it was supposed to go I down. I wish they would change it and have it to where it's real, but. Good luck with that. Good luck changing it now that it's uh, now that it's started. All right, quick timeout. We got the final segment coming up next. From Norman to Lawton to Weatherford to Oklahoma City to Tulsa and beyond, the Ref Radio Sports Network has the Sooner State covered. And when you're away, never miss a second with the KREF app. Is your insurance premium rate rising? You need to make the call to your local neighbors at Rightway Insurance. Rightway's number one goal for all their insurance clients is to get the best insurance rates and have an overall positive experience. Rightway Insurance is an independent insurance agency representing many different companies for your insurance needs. Give us a call, 405-607-6014, or complete a quote form at rightwayinsuranceok.com, and we'll be happy to answer any of your insurance questions. That's Rightway Insurance, 405-607-6014. Does your checking account come with respect, gratitude, wisdom? At Armstrong Bank, that's what you can expect. For more than a century, we've been serving up exceptional customer service and financial guidance to our customers across Oklahoma and Arkansas. Open a checking account today so we can serve you too. Armstrong Bank, strength runs in our family. Visit armstrong.bank today. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. We interrupt this call to bring you a special message. The The Big New New Yorker Yorker is back. Say hello to six extra large slices, big enough to hold more cheese on a crispy, fluffy crust that you've got to fold just to eat. I mean, you don't have to fold it, just a suggestion. Pizza Hut is the preferred pizza of the Oklahoma Sooners. Order online now at PizzaHut.com. And remember, no one outpizzas the Hut. 